understand that we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys, and welcome back to The Stranded Phase Podcast. As we just waltz into the holidays, I know you're prepping for Christmas. You are probably vacating with the fam, but if you're traveling and taking the time to tune in, Merry Christmas and thank you. And this episode is a feature episode that I had to share. It is literally so good that I was, I wished it was on my podcast so bad that I had to put it on here. It is that freaking good. It's round two with someone we've already had on the podcast, except I was featured on her podcast this time. And we had an incredible conversation. I'm back with Crystal David. If you guys don't know who Crystal David is, she is a must follow. Go follow her on Instagram at Crystal David. She is a mama of five. Yes, five five girls, y'all. Oh my God, five. Um, I can't get past the one and the stepchild I have. It Five babies, um, five kids and helps pro the wives of pro athletes truly get back into the, the confidence that they once had when they entered the relationship, get back the trust that they once had and really step fully into themselves because whether you're willing to admit it or not, we can tend to lose ourselves in relationships. It is the absolute truth. And this is why I've loved her. I loved her so much and had her on the podcast months ago because she is so authentic about the changes we have when we are in relationships and how to get back to you. I mean, authentic on a whole nother level. So of course, you know, this episode is deep because we talk about everything from learning to turn your pain into something useful to acknowledging and owning the power of play, which is something I realized this year that there is no sanity without play. If you don't integrate play or require play in your life, you won't be confident. You won't feel sexy. You won't feel like a woman anymore. It is a must. We talk about hiring for our businesses. We talk about our friends. We talk about leveling up. And of course, we talk about outsourcing and making enough money to outsource, hire people, feed families, and do great things for the community. This episode is a must. So without further ado, this feature episode with Crystal, David, and I about turning your pain into purpose or a prison. Hope you guys love it. Hello, ladies. We are back, and I'm so excited to be with a special guest today because she is actually the brains, the beauty, the booty, the, the everything behind this podcast, <laughs> Jessica Hurley. And you can find her on Instagram, which we're going to talk all about that. But she is the boss babe behind bringing this podcast to life, and that's how we got connected. We actually got connected by me being a guest on her podcast, and by the before the podcast over, I'm like, I need to hire you. Like, can we just turn this into a sales call? So it's no coincidence that today we're going to be talking about money and money in relationships. And we're going to be tying in some parallels that we've found as entrepreneurs and women in relationship that there's a lot of parallels to when you work on yourself and you do this work on you, it opens up the relationship you have with your money, with your man, with everything you touch. And so that's one thing that I really love and admire about 
my newfound friend, Jessica, that she has a lot of qualities that I find are necessary to have a thriving life and relationship because at the core of that, she's authentic, she's fun, she's playful, she's real, she has a heart of gold, she's generous. And a lot of those qualities are so essential when it comes to just thriving in life in general. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. I feel I'm not going to lie. I don't really get nervous, but I feel nervous because I'm like, I have to do good. I have the podcast girl on my podcast. <laughs> this always happens. Like I, people are like, can you, can you be on my podcast? I'm like, absolutely. And then they get like, I'm like, Hey, Hey, I've heard your podcast before. You don't have to They're like, I know, but I just feel like you're so perfect. I'm like, no, no, yeah. I'm just so myself. I'm just so myself. That's it. There's nothing to hide. So your version of you and my version of me that combined is a rock star episode. I expect nothing from you, but just your genuine personality and everything that I already yeah. love about you. That's <laughs> no, it. I appreciate that. And that's ultimately where I go, but I, but it's interesting. I can't deny that I'm totally like, oh my God, I'm like performing in front of like the queen. <laughs> first, first of all, that's self-proclaimed. So lesson number one on Instagram, as you create yourself as an expert, you can proclaim this as you learn this. The podcast mm-hmm. launch queen is completely self-proclaimed. And then I just became that. I kind of stepped into it. I called it, I manifested it and I stepped into it. So. And you are that. Yes. So <laughs> side note to all the people who have been DMing me like, oh, you're inspiring me to go do that podcast. Go do the podcast. Hit Jessica up. I highly recommend having a team behind you because it allows you to just stay in your genius. And you know, the nerves I'm talking about right now, I don't have them on a normal basis when I'm creating because I am. I'm just, you know, doing my thing and then her team does the rest. So, <sighs> all right. So we're t- today. Okay. So we are constantly in each other's DMs, like resonating with what we're posting. I'm, I feel like some days I just repost her whole story. And <laughs> and so on this particular day, she had posted a post, which she's going to read you guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is resonating with my soul. And so we're going to just let this be the spark of our conversation today. So take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So something I like to be open about is even though three years into this journey, I am making some decent income and I've got goals. Like I'm far from those goals, but I'm making decent income. And I know you are too. You know, our businesses are finally working, you know, mm-hmm. and there was a day you started when that felt like it was never going to happen. And now it's happening. Yes. And I was just kind of looking back and thinking about the journey. And I was mapping out my next year with my coach. We did our like end of the year, quarter four coaching call. And we wrote out everything I did and how I could kind of forex what I did and literally mapped it out month per month. And when we were done, he was like, this is easy. You can do 600,000 next year. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, whoa. Like, and cause before that he had asked me, what, what do you plan to do in three, three years and, or in 10 years? And I said the number and he's like, oh, you must've forgot what you did this year. You could do that in two to three years. Wow. And I just right when, and here's the other crazy thing. And I have to preface this before I read the post. I haven't read the post yet. I was on a call with my coach and another male. And this is the part I want to get into. So he asks me first, what do you want to do in 10 years? Give me a number, what type of person you want to be, who you want to be seen as. So I'm trying to muster up the courage. I explain everything first. And then I'm like, and I'll just be completely vulnerable. I'm like, let me throw a number out there that's scary enough, but will is reasonable. Because what I didn't want was in my head, I was like, what if I say this number? And he's like, uh, how do you think you're going to do that? Like, that's what I was afraid of. So I was like 1.5 to 2 million a year. And he was like, what? Do you know what you did this year? That will take you three years max. And I was like, okay. You know, and he talks me off this ledge, tells me next year I can make 600,000. Then he gets to the guy and he's like, what's your, what's yours? 
he's like, oh, 10 years, 20 to 40 million, you know, sell, sell out by, I'm going to, it's going to be bought out at 40, 40 to 50 million. And I'm like, damn, how'd I get on a call with him? Like this guy must be making a shit ton of money. And then we get into the breakdown. Him and I are making the same exact amount of money. We're making the same exact amount of money a month. And I'm like, so I'm looking like, Jessica, where's the missing piece? Why don't I have, I said it on the call. I said, why didn't I have the balls to say that? Because I literally Mm -hmm. don't believe that. And when I got in, he was talking to me about my money mindset. And when I got off the call, I just realized three years ago, when, when I was around, a, I remember sitting across from a friend that I had met in business and we were working on a project together and we said something and she was like, oh, this is going to be so bomb. She was like, we're going to be millionaires. And she's like, I'm going to be a millionaire before 30. And I remember in my soul, like, but how? Mm-hmm. Like, mm, yeah, right. Like, mm, or we won't be millionaires. Like, we're not going to become millionaires helping people. It just doesn't work that way. And I remember the doubt, the I even like kind of projected it on her and like kind of tried to be realistic with her. Like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, sure. Like I couldn't feel that same level of excitement she felt because it, I didn't feel it. And so I posted about this in this post and I wrote, I just finished mapping out 600,000 for 2021. A million is not difficult after you get past 100,000. The rest is just strategy and increasing what works. The other thing I've learned is this kind of money is so I can hire the appropriate staff, pay them adequately so they can feed their families, help thousands expand their brand, bring incredible voices to the airways and live a life of freedom. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be vulnerable because here's the truth. I only see otherwise because of the place I'm in right now, because I've come this far, because I now have a trajectory. Now I can actually project this type of income. And I know there's women where I was at, where when you're watching other women say like, hey, I just made six figures. Hey, I'm going to cross a million this year. There's all the reason in the world based on what you've been taught, you know, via what's what you're surrounded with or your subconscious that says like, that's not real, especially Mm -hmm. not for women. We literally are taught that that's impossible. Mm -hmm. I know there's women out there feeling like that's impossible. And so I just wanted to share that. And I felt this calling to share why I feel like I need to make so much money, which is another piece of this. Because if I was just to say that I mapped out 600,000, I had this feeling on my heart that somebody would be like, why do you need that much money? So there's just so many pieces of this as women, as I feel like we're taught to be humble. We're taught, we feel like we're taught to say things that are realistic, be more humble, be more realistic. Like, so I just shared that. And I think you and I really resonated. And I don't know for you, because I know you've had a different situation than me for a while, but a million coming out of somebody's mouth three years ago as a woman, I was like, how, where? Yeah. Yeah. Doing what? There's so many levels. I I was like taking notes of like, oh, I want to unpack. I want to unpack. I want to unpack. Because <laughs> there's just so much that we could unpack in this. And I, like I said, there's so many. So I guess I'm going to just start with one thing you said is how could we make that much money helping? People? And that gave me chills because I actually believe that helping people is how we're, we are wired to make a lot of money. Like I think that we have life so ass backwards. We're busy chasing money and we will say out of our mouth, money doesn't matter. Why do you need 600 plus thousand dollars? Money's not that important. It's not all about the money. And yet if you look at where majority of your time is going, it's chasing the money. It's spending your time in a nine to five or doing entrepreneurship without support. So then you don't have, you know, like we both have coaches who are helping us. I know for me, if I didn't have a coach showing me, I'd be spinning my whole life in entrepreneurship because I wouldn't be trusting myself. I wouldn't know what I was capable of to your point. I wouldn't have that outside person being like, Crystal, hello, what, why are you pricing yourself so low? Why are you in, you know, so that's one of the many things that you said that I really wanted to point out is, 
because I am such a huge believer that we chase, chase, chase the money and the money actually chases those who get in service. And I think service comes from alignment. And we both talk about that of, you know, what is your calling? What's your purpose? What, you know, through podcasting, you help people get their voice, their message, their mission out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so by no means is this call about everyone should be an entrepreneur. Everyone should have a podcast, but I do believe, and I, this is my, one of my coaches always said, if your stand doesn't rub people the wrong way, and if there's people who don't disagree with it, then it's not bold enough. And so Mm -hmm. one stand that I'm growing to stand boldly in is I do, believe that everyone has a gift that God gave us that should be getting monetized period. It should be getting monetized. And I, I truly believe that the majority of us, again, you said it perfectly. Everyone's not made to be an entrepreneur, but every single one of us has a short, a story and experience a trauma that we have overcome. And I really truly believe it's not defined like this in the dictionary, but I believe that your purpose, your divine assignment, walking in it is experiencing something yourself, overcoming it, learning the lessons, and you're not walking in your purpose until you t- truly take that and use it to set someone else free. Mm, I'll never so- forget when I was was, I tell this story on my podcast all the time, but when I was 19, from the time I was 16, 19, I was arrested four times. I was like the perfect follower, ultimate follower, followed everybody, stealing Mm -hmm. DUIs, like all the things. Right. And then I ended up going to college, getting a degree, getting a master's degree and working for a nonprofit organization that guess what worked with juveniles that were arrested eight to 10 times before 17. And we were helping them before they ended up in prison because the likelihood is like so significant that they're going to end up in prison simply by violating probation and all these other things. And so I remember my first time I ever went to therapy when I was working in that job and I was like their corporate face facing like voice of the organization. And I was sitting in therapy and I started to explain to the lady what I did. And then we got into the backstory a couple of days later. And she was like, do you know, there's like no closer way for you to get to your purpose? Like you literally experience this on your own. You learned the lesson and then you turned around and gifted this freedom to people that are going through it right now. And so, and I think people always say, well, that's my purpose. That's my life's work. I think (laughs) this is a whole nother topic, but I think you get, most people, we get about 10 years in a season, right? Eight to 10 years. I did 10 years of nonprofit work, at-risk kids, adjudicated youth, like all of these things, because that was my life. Once I got closer to 30, that was no longer my life anymore. My life became me becoming the best version of me, me going back and clearing all the trauma from my childhood, cleaning that up and healing and moving on and using my voice and my experiences to help other women and set them free. And so now I'm in this season of my life where I'm using my voice and my story and helping other entrepreneurs and business owners do the same. Mm -hmm. But that's purpose to me. That's purpose Mm -hmm. to me is when you heal from the thing, you let it go, you experience it. You can look back on it and be like, I know that had I not gone through that, I would not be this person right now. Now, how do I take that lesson, those valuable tools, this tool bag that I gained from this experience and go gift it to someone who's probably walking in it right now, feeling like they can't sleep, they're in the mud, they're stuck. How can I help them get unstuck? Because I've already done it. Mm -hmm. That's purpose. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, I once heard it and I've adopted this saying, you turn your pain either to a prison or a platform. And yeah, so good. It's like when I heard that, I'm like, oh, I'm adopting that forever because it's so true. And I think that, you know, you you talked about the traumas that you had to go back and heal. And that's one thing that I teach in my five-step framework that I believe is like a must, every human must do these five things. One of them is healing. And I think that part of healing is 
developing, not developing, but identifying your purpose. Because when you heal, you're able to change your relationship with your past and your pain and your trauma. And there's so many ways to say this. You turn your mess into your message, your pain to your platform, your, what is that? Your, to your testimony. But it's like, there's a reason why there's so many of these different concepts, because I do, I believe that we're all angels. We are the miracle deliverer. So someone right now is praying for an answer and we are the answer to people's prayers by showing up and sharing our stories. And, and, you know, you, we talked about this before we hit play, but our record, we were talking about hiring in our businesses. And I, one thing you talked about with why we want to make this money is because I don't think people realize how much it costs to, to create impact in the world. And if you want to do it to the level that many of us want to do, it's costly also because we don't want to sacrifice our families and ourself and our sanity. And so I want to talk a little bit about that of two things came to mind. So I'm going to pin one of them and just remind me that I want to talk mm-hmm. about we're hiring people. So that's one thing I want to talk about. Yeah. I thought it was a great time to put a plug out because, well, I'll just say that first and then I'll go into the, the, the why we want the money. But what I was going to say was, because I think it's more relevant to where we were just at and as we're going to move on is realizing that, okay, Jess and I are, we, one of our gifts is speaking, podcasting, being the face of things. Like that's one of our gifts. That's not everyone's gifts. There's some people's gifts who it's graphic design, which we're both looking for. It's organization, project management, which I know I need tremendously. I keep begging my best friends, please quit your nine to five job and let me pay you and let other entrepreneurs pay you because we need, we're visionaries. We need people to help us organize our ideas and execution and implementation. So it's like realizing that every entrepreneurship, I heard it called entrepreneur or something where you may not be an entrepreneur where you have the idea and you want to be the face, but you might play a role in it. You might be our chef. You might be our nanny. You might be our house cleaner. You might be, because there's people who, like we put such a negative connotation on so many roles. Every Some people love cleaning and cleaning lights them up. So imagine if people could create this, this is a dream I have, this ecosystem where the women who love cleaning get to be paid by the people making millions of dollars, a nice salary to clean and keep their house clean. They're, you know, paid well, but they get to do what they enjoy doing. You know what I mean? And so I just have this vision where it's a a true ecosystem. But anyway, so that's the side plug of we are looking for people we're hiring. So if you're listening right on in my DMs, yes, (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast right now and you are somebody who knows somebody or is that person who does graphic design or, you know, does anything that might help you've looked at our businesses and you, and not just for me and Jess, but for anybody, like if you're a raving fan of someone offer your expertise to that person, you know, and reach out and say, Hey, you know, I love when I get those messages, like, Hey, I'm a virtual assistant. Do you need any help organizing your email? And I'm like, actually, I absolutely do. I've actually hired someone because they literally messaged me in the time of that need. Right. And so anyway, Oh, I hired my project manager that's been with me for a year and a half that I literally, we joked today. She was like, please don't ever get rid of me. And I was like, girl, I ain't never letting you go. She was a former client Mm -hmm. of mine. She hired me to coach her through her podcast. And then she ended up moving across the country and she was just like, oh, I don't think I should do this right now. And I just had felt like when I was working with her, she's so organized. She's so everything I was not. And I was like, well, if you want a job, let me know. And a year and a half, she's been my project manager. Best thing that ever happened to me. Former client. I think that's so dope. And I like, I just want to send a message. I'm not going to say any names. (laughs) 
<clears throat> but to my <laughs> one of my friends that I know, I'm constantly telling her she does project management. And I'm like, there's so many people who will hire you who need you. And so I'm saying that to represent everybody out there. If you have a passion or an idea or a gift or a talent, there's someone else who needs your gift, your passion, your talent, and you could get paid and compensated for it. And I think that's one thing that is just, I don't know why I'm going so deep on this, but I just feel like being called to talk about how people don't realize the power of following your gifts and your passions and that money will follow you. Systems and processes are a dime a dozen. I mean, they are hard to come by right now. So if that's like your thing, organization, systems and processes, every entrepreneur I know would be willing to pay like big bucks, myself included, for someone that could just come in and clean up their mess. Visionaries, we're messy. We're messy. We're messy. Like we're like, I'm like, open the door of the plane. Let me jump. How are you getting down? I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll put two Legos together. I'll make sure I move and fall in a lake. Like I'll just figure it out when I get there. That's us. And then, you know, the organized systems, people are like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. (laughs) I have to thread every piece perfectly so that you have the perfect shoot. (laughs) And it needs to be colors that match your shoes. And I'm like, I don't care. Just get me on the ground. Yes. We need those people. And if you're one of those people, like I've met people that do this for businesses, like big major businesses. If you're looking for side work, if you're looking for full-time work, entrepreneurs, I trust me, I could send you like five right now. It would pay serious money for systems, processes, getting their, you know, client service agreements together, getting their job descriptions together, just making sure that their back end is together. Please holler at your Mm -hmm. girl. Yeah. And the reason why I'm highlighting that you guys listening, because this, I told you in the beginning, we're going to kind of draw some parallels to how you show up in your relationship, because that's what my my audience wants to hear. And, and I believe that our relationship with ourself is, is a reflection, it's reflected in our reality. So that goes for your man, your money, your everything, right? And so the reason why I want to bring that up is because for what Jess just said, I have five people right now who would pay big bucks. I'm literally having conversations with people I know who have those skills and are afraid to put them on the table. And so if you are showing up with that lack of belief in yourself, that lack of confidence in yourself, that lack of knowing your worth and your value and knowing that you're needed and wanted, then guess where else that shows up? In your relationship. And let me, let me tie this whole ass full circle for you. Guess what your girl learned the hard way this year? Mm -hmm. I kept going to my say, so I have one, like I have a ton of friends, but I have one solid best friend that I know that's my go-to when I like need to be told about myself. Like, Mm -hmm. let me tell you all the things I'm thinking right now. And I do expect you to tell me you're right on these three, but the other two, you need to sit the fuck down. Like, that's what I expect. And I went to her one time and started telling her about a situation between me and my fiance. And she just dead looked at me and she was like, so do you want to discuss the pattern that I've seen lately? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And she was like, every time you get super overwhelmed and stressed out in your business, you take it out on your man. Mm. And I was like, and she was like, no, literally it is like clockwork. When you get stressed out and overwhelmed, when you don't have enough help, when things start to fall apart in your business, you start to take that personally. So it destroys your confidence. And as soon as that starts to happen, then ironically, you two are fighting or arguing, or you have nitpicked something. And she's like, he's not doing anything wrong. You're literally, you're confidence is depleted because now you have 
run out of people pleasing for your clients because you're mm. overwhelmed and drowning. So now you have dropped a ball and because you've dropped a ball, your confidence is destroyed. And because your confidence is destroyed, here you go poking the bear at your man. And now you're saying that something's wrong with him. No, something's wrong with you. You don't have enough help. That's so good. That's so, so good. And, and again, the full circle, I'm like, do you see how you like offering your gifts, helping an entrepreneur will help alleviate because you talked about drowning. I know for me, Tiff with my husband is, oh, let me guess you're in a season again. (laughs) Because long ago, I like probably four years ago, five years ago, when I first started really diving headfirst into entrepreneurship, I realized, okay, I've got to communicate with my man that the dishes are going to start piling up or the laundry is going to, this was before I hired help. And Mm -hmm. like the, when I was the superwoman of the house and I did it all, I was the homemaker, but I also wanted to start dabbling into business and it was like after the like probably first few arguments of like what's happening and one day he gave me the ultimatum he's like you need to choose this family life or this business life that you have going on and I was looking at him like like you don't know me because I will choose my kids and my business any day like I like and but there's so many levels to what I'm saying right now so let me try to unpack it because my little girl my autopilot my childhood um picture because we all have a picture that we are operating from was women are independent they do get shit done themselves we don't need a man so even though I had a man who's taking care of stuff I was determined subconsciously to create the picture that the woman does it all and that's exactly the road that I was traveling down I was down the road of being a single person doing it all myself don't need a man but I'm gonna make this money and I'm gonna provide for my kids so when my husband gave me that ultimatum I said oh shit so instead of choosing I said how can I create both and that was the birth of me saying I've got to hire help I'm not going to be the one okay and then we had the conversation what's important to you he didn't need me to be cooking every meal he didn't care who cleaned as long as it was cleaned when he got home perfect ask for help, get help there, you know, and doing all those things. So like I said, I know there's a lot to unpack there, but my point of bringing that up was just getting, getting help in all those areas will free you up so that you can communicate with your man of what's important in your relationship. And, oh, I was saying the season thing. So for me, it was like a season. I was like, just bear with me. I'm in a season right now. I'm in a sales cycle. I'm building a website. So once this is done, then, and then a new season comes. Because now that I built the website or I finished the sales cycle, I got to deliver or I got to, you know, create the product or the service or whatever. And so I had to realize that I had to get out of the seasons and ask for help because yes. the seasons just kept drying. Kept me going. They're kept just going. back to back to back. There's no more seasons. This is a forever thing. Um, yes, exactly. So <sighs> this was the hardest thing. So God, this was like the year of like come to Jesus moments, because this was the year that I swear for four years, my man told me like, I can't wait till we get rich enough to hire a chef. I can't wait till I make enough money to hire a chef. And I literally took it so offensively. Like I would be like, so because I can't cook or because like, what's the, what is the problem here? You know? And he would always be like, no, it'll just free me up. It'll free you up. It'll make you less stressed out. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Like I used to just take it so personally. Yeah. And finally this year he questioned me again. Like he was like, so are you busy enough now? for me to really look at us hiring a chef. And I was like, okay, okay, let's, you know, let's do it. And I just remember 
trying to tackle why I felt so like attacked by this idea of hiring a chef. And it was because one, that's all I ever saw my mom do. My mom cooks dinner every night. My mom would sacrifice not doing something important to cook dinner that night. Like Mm. literally I'm not going to your basketball game because I have to cook your dad dinner. Like would throw everything away, anything. I learned through therapy that like that was easier for my mom to do than compromise a relationship with me who she knew was unconditional. So it was easier for her to work on the conditional than it was to deal, to to tell me no, you know what I mean? But that's all I ever saw. So I felt so offended by it. Like this is my wifey duty. Why do you not want me to do it? And then when we did it, oh my God, I'll never forget. The first week I was like, this is the most peace place I've ever lived in my, in my life. Like when I got home and I could work out and work all day, work out in the evening, come home to my kids, food was ready at 6.30 because it was already packed up and ready. And we're all eating at the table. And then we're done by seven. We can throw the dishes in the dishwasher. And I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my God, I have three hours to play with my kids, hang out with my man, have conversations that we don't get to typically have, help with homework, like just play. There's time for play. Play equals sanity. Play Mm -hmm. equals action without purpose. And I had no time for play, trying to run a business, cooking dinner at night, taking three hours and then cleaning the house afterwards until 10 p.m. and then bathing my children and going to bed and doing it all over again the next day. That bought me back four hours of my time every afternoon. Do you know how freaking valuable that is? I was like waking up every day so happy. And I was like, oh, if this is the cost of sanity, peace, and happiness, I will pay this money all day, Mm -hmm. all day. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like less of a person. I thought I would. I don't. Too bad. So sad. Chef for day for life. I'm going to make enough money to hire a chef for life. That doesn't mean I don't cook at all. I cooked for Thanksgiving. I cooked this week. Our, Our chef is out of town on vacation, but that is worth every penny, just like getting your house clean. Like in order for us to run businesses, we have to outsource things to maintain our sanity. But you're you're making all this money to buy back your time and get and buy back your sanity. Mm-hmm. You have to. You mm-hmm. absolutely have to. I have literal chills like hearing you say this. One, because I'm reliving my first experience of getting help <laughs> in the kitchen too. And I'm I really want to speak this too for the non-entrepreneurs. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't have a business you're working on. What you right. just said is gold when you don't have place you don't have sanity like and I love that you said that because I was like please let that be the soundbite because (laughs) like that's just for those who don't know the history of where playbook came from it came from my acronym of play I believe play is the heart of gold and it stands for passion pleasure purpose love awareness and youthfulness and so when you so that's where play came from and then I was just like oh playbook let's play on the word play and you know all and then it just fit all these things but we are chasing the moment to play. And this is where I'm always telling people, how often are you and then we're waiting? not present in the moment? And we're never present. How often are we waiting for, like, imagine if you could turn your birthday into a lifestyle, like Drake said, right? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how we treat ourselves on our birthday or a holiday or when we're getting ready for vacation. We all of a sudden get our hair done, our nails done. We buy new clothes. Go What's ahead. the first thing we say? We, we're like, it's my birthday. I'm not cooking. I'm not cleaning tonight. Exactly. I'm getting fine. Exactly. No one call me. You're picking up the kids, right? Like, we're like, we wake up that day and we're like, it's a me day. Everyone around me needs to work for me. And we like proclaim all this stuff, but we do that one day a year, one day a year. And so when I was 30, when Drake, when that song was hot, I will never forget saying I'm turning my lifestyle into this. Why would I only do this for myself on one day a year? This is what the life should look like. And then we can have seasons where maybe I don't have that. Like you said, chef is out of town or husband wants me to cook for his birthday week. Or in our house, I have my chef. She cooks to where we're 
covered through Thursday, maybe Friday if yep. we want to. And then on the weekends, we either eat out or I cook. And so yep. it allowed me to get creative with my kids. Let's pick a recipe out of a recipe book and let's cook something together. Or, you know, what does daddy want to eat or whatever? But one thing I really want to, so just to close that thought of what you said with that is just we chase like we wait for those few days to have that play and play is actually where life happens. It's actually where money will follow you, where your relationship will thrive, where everything comes to life when you will lead with passion and play. And I'll never forget when my coach taught me, you're building your, she said, you're building your business around your life instead of building your life around your business. And no, the opposite. I was built, I was basically sacrificing. So, cause I want to highlight what you said about your mom and not to talk about her, but to talk about we're quick to sacrifice the most important things to us for what we think is going to get us the most important thing for us. We already have, all but that. that we don't live in it. Like but I had to always think about it. it like this: when I'm away from my kids and away from my man, and I'm I take I get a second. First of all, get away from your kids and your man. It is mm-hmm. critical. Mm-hmm. But when I get away from my kids and my man, and I and I, I get a couple of days away, and I think about what I miss, honey. I don't think about me in the kitchen. Like I don't. I think about the evenings that we get to play. We I have this huge soft rug. Like. Like I think about the evenings where we're playing on the rug. I think about the evenings where we're in the living room. I think about when we're outside and my son's running like a crazy person. Like I think about the funny things that my son says when we're literally doing nothing, nothing, like doing nothing. You are not going to have memories about you in the kitchen. You are not going to have memories about the moment you sat down at dinner and your man was like, oh, baby, this is pretty good. You're not going to have moments like that. You're going to remember the moments where you were literally playing. We have to live to create more moments like that. And we can't create more moments like that if we're living our lives just to please other people to get the thing that we already have. Like we could just drop the mic right here, right there. (laughs) Yeah. And so to go back to the point we were kind of reaching into, which was why do people aspire to make so much money? And that's one thing I've found, which is I know another post you recently posted was the one looking for friends. And I thought it was so interesting because I was quick to be like, yes, I want new friends. When even that I had to check myself and be like, you know, I get to take care of the ones I have and be grateful for the relationships Mm -hmm. I have. So that was a whole nother side note. But what resonated with me about that was I'm constantly seeking to be surrounded with the dreamers and the doers because I realized I want to be surrounded in my life with the women that like with us, I know we would hit it off if we went on vacation. We could have fun, but we could talk business. We could do this. We could do that. I want to be surrounded with those people who, if I'm like, yes, girl, I'm trying to make a million dollars a year. They're not going to be like, what, how, when, where, why? They're going to be like, yes, girl, how? How can I help you? Yeah. How are we? What do you need so I can throw this your way? Exactly. And so my point of that is just, it's really, if you're not that, if there's no shame to those of you who might be listening and being like, I can't even imagine making a million dollars, but my invitation to you is to start surrounding yourself and rubbing elbows with the women who are doing that just to get a taste because I believe and I'm going to say it again when we follow pleasure and play and and our passions when we follow those peas in our life what happens is then we actually experience the life that was intended for us and we're able you know and I think you said something too when I was saying about your mom you know especially because so the other like meme thing that we shared that we were like yes was the one that I already talked to of the men saying, you know, the age of the woman cooking and cleaning is done. And so I think it's it's a great point point for us to talk about that here of what um, stories are we holding on to from what our childhood told us or from what society says that we're supposed to be in the kitchen. I want every woman listening to this to just stop for a moment and ask yourself, me being
being the woman who cooks, cleans, takes care of the home, is that because you want to do that because you're really passionate about it? Or is that because you want to please somebody or because you feel like that's what you should be doing or because you feel like that's what's expected of you? Because if you're operating from a pleasing, expecting, supposing place, I guarantee there's a part of you that's miserable. And, and so there's I not think an end. There's, there's no not an end. There's no end to it. And so just this is my our invitation to you. This is why we were so passionate about this conversation today was like, you could be the wifey, you could be the homemaker, you could be the woman who holds it down. I'm still the homemaker. I'm still in charge of making sure food gets into my bellies around here. But it, but how that looks, I get to be creative with it, you Correct. know? And so I think like there's a compromise to that. But I just I'm on a mission to wake women up to dream bigger and to allow yourself to see that you can be, you know, the super mom and super wife and super woman of your world, but also follow your passion in your heart and not sacrifice play in your life. Right. And and money is needed for that. Money is needed. And I think another important piece of what you just said is like one, first and foremost, self, like figure out or why are you doing this? If you're doing it because you love it. I know people that love kitchen and home decor, Mm -hmm. more power to you. I don't, I'm not that girl. Like, but if you do do it and do it well and do it all the time, please. But another thing you need to figure out is like in your relationship, I know plenty of women that finally had this conversation with their man and realized their man didn't want that. Not that they didn't want it. They enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. It was a plus, but it was never a necessity. Like they're like, Hey, if you want to go do this, go do it. Because one of the most valuable things I've realized in my relationship over the years is like, one, I have a, a supportive man that is like, you know, I would rather you go chase something, be happy as hell doing it, make money doing it, be walking Mm -hmm. in your purpose, then worry about you doing some damn dishes. Like yes. I do not care. I will support that all day. You have all the freedom to be creative as you like. If I, if he's out of town and I'm, it's just me and my son and I go drop him off somewhere to be babysat and he calls me, I'm not gonna, he will completely understand if I'm like, Hey, yeah. I dropped Cam off to go do this, this, and this. So I could work on my, whatever. He's going to be like, great, cool. You deserve it. Your soul deserves it. Like your, your business deserves it. Do, do whatever you need to do. I understand. Like I've had conversations with women where they are in relationships and they find out that or vice versa. They find out that they're in a relationship with a person that's expecting them to be a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home wife, a a woman that loves being a mother and just a mother. Like I've met women that have found that out about their partner and they have to face that reality and really figure out what's important to them. But this waking women up is so key because I'll never forget this. It was like four months ago. I was washing dishes. I was so overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed with business. I was overwhelmed with some of my like people pleasing. I had a wedding planned at the time. I had all this stuff going on. I'm washing dishes and I'm like about to cry. Like I'm on the brink of crying. I have a window above my kitchen. I'm looking out the kitchen. I'm like literally about to start hyperventilating. I'm like, why do I feel this say? What is wrong with me? And it literally just, I heard it loud and clear in my head. It was like, because you literally keep saying yes to everything mm-hmm. and everyone. And this in turn equals you saying no to yourself. When the wow. hell have you done something for you lately? Because you're saying yes to everything and everyone and everything that you think makes people happy. In turn, this is just no to you. Like you have to fix this. This is why so you good. feel this way. Overwhelm is not created by the expectations of other people. Overwhelm is created by you constantly saying yes to other people and no to yourself. Wow. That's huge. That's so, so big. And, you know, as you were saying that, I'm just thinking of like many women are with a man because I talk about a lot about him. many of us entered relationships without having visions for our relationship and without, without having like non-negotiables and boundaries and without knowing 
enjoying ourselves. I was just talking about this on a live yesterday that one of the biggest mistakes I think women make is thinking that external things, people, places, or things are going to fix their relationship when really we entered the relationship broken, not knowing ourselves. So now when you start to wake up and you, like you said, realize like, oh shoot, I just married and had kids with a man who is like super old school, traditional. I need to be the only one in the kitchen. Here's what I'm going to tell This is just my advice. And I'd love to hear your advice on the subject. The truth will set you free. And so what I mean by that is you have got to be honest with your man. That's going to be the sexiest, most powerful transition you can make in your relationship is being honest with yourself. Because when you're honest with yourself, then you're being honest with everybody around you. Now, when you're honest that I'm not happy being just the mom or just the wife or just the homemaker. And here's the deal. We're going to either make some changes or this isn't going to work out. I think more times than not, the man's going to be like, oh shit, like that's a badass woman right there. And he's going to like buckle down and just suck up whatever he's going through and deal with it. And it's going to be a breaking point and a breakthrough in the relationship. But we're so attached and afraid. We hold on and we try to control things in our life. And this is another correlation to money. We get so afraid. We go into scarcity mode and we want to save and hold on to and hoard and not spend or not have a good relationship with our money. And in turn, we can't grow wealth. So same thing in your relationship. When you let go of control and you realize that what's for you is going to always be available for you, your relationship will thrive. And so stop being scared to be yourself in your relationship, because if you're not yourself in your relationship, your relationship is shit to begin with. So Mm -hmm. it's like, think about it. Why are we holding on? We're so afraid of our man leaving us or being mad at us because we want to be honest, but at the cost of what? Being miserable, going to bed every night, being miserable. It doesn't work like that. So imagine if wifey is happy, playful, passionate, free, that man is going to be like, okay, if this is the wife I get when she's out the kitchen, I'll take it. And exactly. I know that that's what I saw because my husband is very traditional. He's very like, no, the, the woman is supposed to be in the house. He's supposed to da da da. But when he saw the, the, the exchange that the woman was also not up in his phone and wasn't poking the bear like you said earlier and constantly where are you what are you doing and I'm sitting at home all day I cook and clean you owe me everything else because I do everything for you when I shifted to I'm doing me and I'm happy it created so much more and so I just felt the need to go into that because I think when people really wake up to their fears and you realize you're holding so tight onto something the exchange is your life your happiness your soul and if your soul is not thriving then your relationship cannot thrive. So you're losing anyways. There's so many things that you just said. <laughs> I am like, I know. episode, next episode. Part, part two. Part two. <laughs> so many important things here though, but this is one of the biggest things I talk about all the time with my audience is that one, you got to find out if you, you really have to check yourself in this. Like, are you not happy? Because guess what happens when you're not happy? We're talking about something right now that you're like, oh no, cooking's no big deal. Oh no, like caring for the kids is no big deal. That's what I'm here for. And rightfully so if you feel that way. But you could be unhappy and blaming it on everything else. Because I talk to people all the time that are like, oh, well, he's doing too much of this and he doesn't do enough of that and he doesn't listen to me. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait till you're actually really happy. Because then you'll realize that those aren't things that equal happiness. Like, I don't care that you don't call me when you get off the plane. Like, just come home. Like like things that people complain about. And I'm like, you're clearly not happy. 
related to other things. You're just blaming those things, these tiny, minute things, Mm. AKA poking the bear, thinking that if those things were fixed, if he called sooner, if he came home sooner, if he, you know, took the kids to school sometimes to give you a break, or he, you didn't feel like he owed you everything, you would be happier. Not a single one of those things will make you happy. But I promise when you find out what does make you happy, those things will no longer matter. Oh my God, that's so good. You have to ask yourself at this point, and this is my audience and what we talk about all the time is like, there is going to be a moment in your life. I don't care who you are. You might be 25, 31, 49, that you will wake up one day, have raised your kids to the best of your ability, still be married or single or divorced or whatever, have felt like you did everything on the checklist and will look up one day because it happened to me at 27. And I looked up and I was like, I had two degrees, corporate job, great pay, man, traveled the world, was pregnant, everything. And I looked up and I was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is what everyone talks about. Why don't I feel fulfilled? Why is this like, I'm supposed to be like, I was grateful, which we fight that all the time. We think we're being ungrateful, Mm -hmm. but I was like, this is not what I thought it would be. I don't feel as fulfilled. I've checked everything off the list. I got the two degrees. I got the man. I traveled the world. I experienced everything. There should be more. This doesn't feel like this is it. And if you've woken up and you feel like there should be more, or is this it? One, you need to know that's okay. And two, you need to assess and audit your life and decide, am I doing spending 80% of the time doing what makes me happy? If not, how can I be, just like Crystal mentioned, creative in alleviating myself from some of these things so that I can put more play in my life? The book, The Big Leap that I just finished reading, I highly recommend. It talks about your whole journey in life needs to be, how can you make more time to do things that make your life more happy more of the time? Literally, that's your whole goal in life is how can you make more time to be more happy? And if you know the things that make you happy, how can you build a life around that? Just like you said, and be creative because you might want more. And guess what takes all your time up from wanting more? Fulfilling all these responsibilities that you think you need to fulfill to keep the person that you already have. Oh my God, this is so good. So, so good. Which I see we're like coming at, like we're opening up 10 more episodes here. Like (laughs) it's just like, it's like, I'm, I'm gonna listen back to this one with the intention just to write notes of like the 10 episodes that have crossed my mind, literally. But I, I want to like, just, okay, so you recommended this, the big leap, and I'm going to recommend love money, money loves you as a book. Mm. And that book changed my life. And it's, it's, I haven't read the big leap, but it's, that's the message I got from that book. It's like the moment you and, and it was in that book, I read it about six, eight months ago. And I remember it's the most simple book. I finished it in one day on audible while I was cleaning my house and I was bawling crying. And the reason why I was bawling crying was because in my business, and we, I think most of us fight this. We talked about this earlier where we don't think we're enough. That's one of my limiting beliefs is I don't ever feel like I know enough, am enough, have enough, whatever enough. And that's why I have the whole brand. I am enough. I I affirm it every day because it's one of my hit like blockers. Right. And my point of this is I listened to this book that I felt changed my life. And I'm like, but probably five of the chapters of the book, I feel like I could have wrote verbatim because mm-hmm. it basically was just saying, follow your passion, follow your heart, play more in your life. And when you play more, when you take more vacations, when you spend more time quality with the people and things you love, money will follow you. 
But instead, you humans, the book is written as if money, your money angels are talking to you. So I love it. Even that. Oh, I love so that. it's like, but instead you keep making these requests to us for more money and all you're getting is more responsibilities because it, and it teaches you how to talk about money. It teaches you how to like, not mm-hmm. say I need, I want, I need more money. Cause when we say we need more money, then we create, basically we send to the, the money universe that we have a need for more money. That's where your car breaks down. That's where you're, you're, something breaks in your house because wow. you send this message instead of just saying, I'm committed. And it even goes so deep as saying that we take out insurance policies. We do all these things for the what if, instead of just trusting that every step we make when we're following the compass of joy will be provided for. And so it, it deepened my relationship with God, my creator, because what I did was I was like, okay, God, I'm going to just start trusting you. And we started just like doing more things around our house and set it, like you said earlier, you thought you had to be rich to have a chef. I, same thing. I thought I had to be on Oprah's level before I could have hire a chef. But instead I followed my heart and said, you know what? I'm not enjoying cooking. Like you said, Mm. some women can get in the cook kitchen. Like my sister, I watch her be like, oh, that's easy. Just put a little of this and a little of that. And she can whip things up and it doesn't take energy from her. When I get in the kitchen, it drains my soul. Oh my God. I must, my stepdaughter be talking to me and I'm like, hold on. I have to read this recipe. Yes. If I talk to you and read this, I'll mess it up. So be exactly, (laughs) exactly. So, so again, here, when I'm telling you, this is not a don't cook because, cause I get attacked on this all the time. Well, I like to cook. Okay. Then that's not the thing you're taking off your list. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something we have in common that we're getting rid of. It's just the thing that we're talking about because we have it in common. But that's what I'm trying to say is when you read books, like these two books, we just recommended, you will start to be inspired inspired because it teaches you follow your heart. God intended you to enjoy your life, not to only enjoy it on the birthdays and on the holidays and the vacations or retirement. Right. And so I just like, I bawled from that book because I'm like, wow, this message that I keep holding back because I think I'm not enough is actually all that matters. And so I, that's when I started the play workshop. And that's when I started the play book because I I realized I'm going to be bold. And I, and I also second guess myself going back to this money conversation because I'm like, who am I to go and tell people if you just start quit that job you hate and hire a chef and follow your heart, money's going to follow you and it's going to show up in the most weird places. I'm scared to preach that from the mountaintops because it's so opposite of what we're taught, but I'm the more I practice it, the more I see it to be true. So I'm getting louder and prouder about it. And so this episode is one place where I'm doing that. And I'm so happy that I'm accompanied with someone who believes it and is living it, that the more we follow our heart, the more our money thrives, the more our our relationships thrive, the more we thrive, you know? Yeah. Before we check out, I want to hit on this about money. This is the, because I I have gone through seasons of this, of course, too, like year, you know, year after year after year. And then this has obviously been like last month was my most profitable month. And this last season, this last quarter, I have constantly had to break this. Like I even went to a hypnotist that looked at me and said to me straight to my face, why do you keep saying the word bad with wealthy. Like Mm -hmm. you always say it in the same sentence. And she was like, where in your life did you create this concept that wealthy people are bad? And I was like, like, she literally had to break, set me free from this concept I had in my deep subconscious that I thought that my husband buying me a car was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like she had, hypnotism is amazing, by the way. I haven't thought of it once since, however. But in this season, the things that we've had the opportunity to do, like my fiance and I have had the opportunity to do have really like just been the cherry on the top of building 
abundance. Like my fiance literally in the last month has gone to New York and done a tur- turkey drive, did a, walked into a grocery store and gave away $6,000 for an hour, just paid for everyone to go grocery shopping with all of his friends. Then we just organized a toy drive in Detroit, which is where he's from. That's happened on December 17th and secret, but no secret soon. We're planning one here where we're from in Tampa, Florida. Like, because we're in a place now where like, here's, here's the most bougie shit I'm ever going to say. Christmas is every day here. We get whatever we want when we want it. We're not super rich, but we don't need for shit. Like we don't need for anything. You know, we have what we want. We, if we want it, we can go grab it. We don't need a bunch of gifts under the Christmas tree. Yes, we'll spoil our kids a little bit. But other than that, we have enough money to go give it away to other people and go do special things for other people. If you haven't read that article and oh my God, I can't remember which celebrity it was, but there was an article that recently came out about a celebrity that gave away a million dollars to 14 of his friends, $14 million. And he said, because he kept looking at his will and realized all 14 of these people were integral into his success. And why did he have to wait to die to give it to them? He wanted to see their joy now. And so imagine making this much money to not only pay staff to feed their families that don't have to rely on the government, that don't have to go get jobs that they hate, that get to sit at home, be a part of your team, a part of your culture, to give, to do toy drives, to give to the homeless, to give to the the concepts and the the programs and the organizations that you care about. I deeply care about the NICU. We're planning to give to the NICU next year, like our local NICU and the programs that help, you know, preemies. Like there's so much that you can do. I have a friend that's on speed dial waiting for me to make enough money for her to quit her job to hire her. Like, I can't wait to do that either. So I can have one of my best friends by my side, being my partner in this business. Like imagine all the things that you can do with wealth. And I think that's what we're so afraid of. We think that wealthy people are bad. We can't have this vision for what we could do because we can't even imagine it. But the things that you can do and the person that you can be, just like being drunk, you're going to become more of yourself. You can also become more of the best version of yourself and give in a way that nobody else can. You can do that and you'll never miss that money. That's the coolest part because I truly believe it's energy. It flows and it comes comes back. back, It comes right back. So I can't wait to do all of these things because we're just like, we need nothing. This is what you get to do in abundance. This is what you get to do when you earn and freely accept wealth. It's these type of things. You have to ask yourself what kind of person you would be with that type of wealth and what kind of goals you have with that type of wealth. And then you can really start to create a life based on that because sometimes it's hard. We're humble and it's hard for us to chase this goal of like, what do I need $600,000 for? What do I need a million dollars for? That's just selfish. That's just, what do we say? Filthy rich. That's just inappropriate. No, it's not. If you intend to do really incredible things with it. And one of my coaches always said, money just magnifies who you are. Like, I like how you said, when you're drunk, it makes you more of yourself. And when you have more money, it just magnifies who you already are. And so on that note, I would love to invite you guys listening to implement a principle I learned from my coach who teaches this wealth concept too, of if, if you're not doing it now, you won't do it when you get a million. So if you won't do it with a dollar, you won't do it with a million dollars. And so start building the practice is now of giving. So maybe right now it's giving your time. Maybe right now it's, you know, just giving, paying for the Starbucks and the person in the line in front of you. But that's a practice that my new coach, who's all into wealth too, she's teaching. She's like, whenever you can be generous, what, how can you give more today? Ask yourself that in your morning meditations. 
friends. And so, you know, like, I just think that this is a cool moment to pay that forward to you guys listening that it's changed my life. Another thing I've adopted is when I buy gifts that are pretty like small, like maybe not big things, but like a book or a piece of jewelry or a t-shirt I like. And I don't mean like clothing, like they're my outfits, but I mean like, you know, those Instagram tees where it has something written on it or whatever. I buy two and then I give one away. And it's something that I I adopted years ago, um, like a couple years ago that I like said, I'm going to do it. And I wasn't doing it. Like I said, I was, and I just started doing it. And it it just feels so good to like, I'm going to start reading this book. Who can I give this book to? I like this t-shirt. Who can I, so like doing little things like that is where abundance starts because I think so many people get it mixed up. Like when I have this, then I'm going to do that. And you know, you're able to be in the abundance you're in. I'm in the abundance I'm in because of the little things we were giving before. It might've just been our time. I'm sure you gave a lot of things for free. You did, (laughs) you know, even just our giving on social media, we don't realize it because it's natural, but that's us giving too. We get Mm -hmm. free. This podcast is a form of giving. We're investing. It costs us money to produce this, but we're giving it for free. So when you start to look at how much we are actually in service to the ecosystem, I'm learning all of this as I'm learning to expand my wealth, that that's what it looks like. The more we give in our passion and we give our gifts away, the more money comes to us. And so I just have really enjoyed this conversation. I was going to ask you if there was any last, you know, one of the questions I'm really wanting to pull from my guests is what's that one, if someone could only have one piece of advice that came from you, what would it be? So if you haven't already shared it, I'd love us to end on that of just one, you know, what's that one rule of thumb that you live by or that one quote or that one thing that you feel like every person should know? Oh, there's so many, but the one that came to mind immediately is don't apologize for who you're becoming. Don't Mm -hmm. apologize for who you're becoming because that's you putting out into the universe that you're, you are apologetic or you are refusing or looking down on your actions to become the woman you're becoming. And you're only apologizing because you're realizing that your success, your changes, your evolution are making someone else feel uncomfortable and causing them to look in the mirror. Do not dim your light. Do not apologize for who you're becoming. This is exactly what God intended for you. This is exactly part of the evolution. Just be okay and understanding and give grace to the concept that you are going to make some people look in the mirror and you're going to make them feel uncomfortable because of that, because it is inevitable. Do not dim your light. Do not apologize. Do not put out into the universe that you regret your actions for your evolution. That's so good. I love that. I love that. So tell everybody where we can connect with you and all that good stuff. And if you have anything happening right now that will be relevant when this comes out, I'd love for you to share. Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Instagram. I'm on there way too much at Jessica Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y underscore. Um, I'm the founder of a podcast agency that Crystal's a part of called Insta Podcast. It is my freaking life. I love it. I get to curate awesome podcast concepts and help bring them to life with incredible entrepreneurs like Crystal. And then you can and check out my my podcast, which is called The Stranded Phase. It's been out for about three years now. It is my whole baby. It's my responsibility. It is my connection to my community. And so you can join us over there, The Stranded Phase Podcast. I love it. Thank you so much. And yeah, I just am so grateful for our conversation today. I just, I want to just with this closing remark with everything we said today, because you guys know me, I go on a thousand tangents. So I would recommend listening back to this a couple of times because 
because I feel like we touched on so many things. And But I wanted to just wrap up by saying that one of the things that triggered me to, and I don't, I'm not going to use the word triggered, but propelled me into creating her playbook was to help women not lose themselves because when you lose yourself, you lose everything. And to help the divorce statistic or the lack of thriving marriages, because I actually think even if you're not a statistic of divorce, you're a, there's more people who are still married, but unhappy or not married, but in a relationship and unhappy. And so I think what we covered today with this wealth conversation, because money is a byproduct of you being in alignment of your calling, that's the moral of today's episode, which is just go search your calling. And obviously this is my plug to say, you know, hit me up, let me help you. If I resonate with you, it might be Jess, it might be someone else, but whoever has been calling you, you, everyone has someone calling them in their life right now. We all have it. We all have that person who we're like, oh, I want to hire them or I want to go there. I want to do that. Go do that thing. Um, yeah. Do the work because nothing you touch is worth it if you're not being authentic to yourself and to your calling and nothing you do. I don't care if you cook, clean, take care of your kids, raise up your kids. You're. I just read this quote from Brene Brown and I don't know what verbatim, but it said like the biggest detriment we can do to our kids is a parent's life unlived. And I just think like, so no matter what we do, what no matter what we don't do, please go let 2021 be the year that you start breaking into your calling and living a life that you enjoy because that's where life really happens so I hope you guys enjoyed it today I'm, I'm gonna share this because you I wrote it please, out I had please, it I was please. like I literally just shared this the biggest gift you can give your child is letting them observe your path to wholeness the biggest gift okay. you can give your child is letting them observe your path to wholeness, not partial, not giving it to someone else, not people pleasing your path to wholeness, focusing on yourself. Trust me, your man's going to love happy you. My man loves happy you. Happy mm -hmm. me. Loves mm -hmm. it. Same, same. I laugh so much like inside. I'm just like chuckling like, oh my God, I really have him. Like he loves me. He really loves me. Th but this was the secret all along. I could have <laughs> not been doing all that crazy shit. And if I would have known this, I would have done this a long time ago. Why did yes. this take five years? <laughs> I literally, I like, I found myself chuckling several times in the last year of like, like there, like you said, we, I would have been just been myself a long time ago. Oh, abundant me, wealthy me, happy me, living in my purpose, me acting like you don't exist me. You like that? Oh, why would have been did this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I know we wrapped it up, but that you said something earlier about like poking the bear and being mad that I literally talked about that in the live the other day about how the old me would be pissed off right now. I was like, wait, it's almost five o'clock because my husband logged on my live and I'm like, it's almost five and I haven't heard from you all day. The old me would have been pissed the hell off. Where are you at? Who are you with? What are you doing? Why haven't you told me what you're doing? Where you're, why you're not home? The new me was like, oh damn, like I got time. Like I, like I'm so glad he's not here. <laughs> the only reason why I'm not checking for why he when he's going to come home is because I want to make sure that I do have the food ready or the room is picked up for my day of like creating all day but and not to say I don't want him to be home I love I can't wait yes. for him to get home but I'm saying I'm not like mad when he's not like I used to be same exact yeah. experience I'm always the other day he flew to New York for a turkey drive and he like it was like 5 p.m and he texted me and he was like hey it literally said hey how you doing and I wrote him and I was like why are you talking to me like a friend? And he, he said, well, I haven't heard from you all day. And I was like, well, I thought you were busy. And he's like, well, I guess you're so busy. You don't have time for me. And I was like, well, I am busy. And he was like, well, you can still call me. And I'm like, you giving stuff away. And he's like, so you're still my wife. I want to hear from you. And I'm like, but I'm busy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so just different now. 
I have to give this tip for everyone. And I, these are the moments where I'm like, I want to give this away, but then I'm going to give my secrets away. So I hope Jason doesn't hear this. But one of my tips that I have is I have an alarm that goes off and I have it randomly set for every day of the week, but it goes off at different times. So he's not on to me like every day at two o'clock, she texts me. But, and it just reminds me to literally say, hey, daddy, I miss you. How's your day going? Because I do, I get so wrapped up in what I'm doing that I'm not checking for him like I used to. And he did express, he actually misses that. Like when he goes out of town, I just let him be where the old me used to be like, where are you at? Where are you staying? Who are you with? Send me a picture. And now I have to remind myself to check on him because same thing. He's like, I actually still like to know that you're thinking of me. So I have a random alarm that just reminds me to show him gratitude, check on him, just say, hey, how are you doing? Because he does the same thing. He'll send me the little, hey, waving hand, like, hey, are you still alive? Like, do I still exist? (laughs) (laughs) This is so good because I know someone's in that fretting, anxious, freaking out, trying to chain your man down phase and you don't even realize it because you're so nervous, lacking confidence for whatever reason, because you don't have something for yourself. This is the secret. Get something for yourself. Do something for yourself. Focus on yourself. This is the craziest thing for you to ever grasp in your relationship. The key to fixing your relationship is to look in the other direction of your partner. I said this on my last podcast Mm -hmm. when I did a tribute to my husband. I said, listen, I said the number one thing I learned from him was to not look at him when I felt empty, to Mm -hmm. look at myself. That's so good. Oh my God. So good. Okay. We got to (laughs) go. We're done. (laughs) We have to do this again and again and again. But yeah, no, this is so good. All right. You guys have been fed well today. So I'm so grateful full for this conversation I feel full like I'm just like I'm like oozing like oh I'm gonna take over the world (laughs) it just feels so good to be confident and powerful and free and playful and all the things so all right thank you so much this is amazing thank you all for tuning in we're done for real for real bye bye thanks again for joining us on another episode of the stranded podcast if you felt inspired or moved today make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.